Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to The Narrators. Today's story comes from comic and 911 operator Jose McCall. The theme of the show was Unreliable. Oh boy. Hi, everybody. I'm nervous. I'm going to take a risk. Uh, Today, I've been doing stand-up for eight years uh, in the city, and I don't talk about what I do with my job normally, and comics ask me about it, and they know about it, and the reason I don't is just because I'm kind of... I've always liked to keep those worlds apart. Uh, I've been working at the 911 Center for 14 years. Um... Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's it's one of those things. I don't talk about what I do with my day job because, one, I don't want to be seen as like I'm profiteering off tragedy. You know what I mean? I don't want to be seen as like, oh, you're just pulling people's misery and making a thing about it. And I don't want to, like, violate anyone's, uh, you know, goodwill uh, in, the, in the people who help them. And... You know, it could be my last day after today. That's what I'm saying <laughs> today. <laughs> We're taking a gamble. But what I do and what I've done for a while is I, uh, I draw 911 calls. It's kind of like a coping thing I do. Um, and when I heard the today's theme of unreliable, uh, I kind of, I get pissed when I hear like, oh, the system's unreliable. Or like, oh, your responders, it's unreliable. The the fact of the matter is, and the truth is, is that we're fucking tired. <laughs> the system is stretched to its brink. I talk to nurses, I talk to medics, I talk to firefighters. Everyone's just tired. We're doing a lot with very little. Um, it's been going on for a while. And so I'm hoping to just kind of give you some insight into the, into the things that I kind of deal with or some of the calls I've seen. I tried to keep it light. I don't want this just to be like, you know, a bunch of death metal album covers that I'm showing you guys here. Um, <laughs> Bukley said I could do 40 minutes, so it's going to be a while. No, it's... So we're going to start... <laughs> uh, by showing you guys number... I never said I was a good artist, by the way. This is... <laughs> These are all very primitive, but this is, this is number one, all right? This is an example of, of like a typical call. So what happened here was a dude got in an accident, right? He got in a motor vehicle accident, uh, decided because he was fighting with his lady. He's fighting with his partner, and he hits a guy, and that guy gets out and is like, why are you arguing with her? We got a problem. So he gets out and knocks out the guy that goes in the other car, a random security guard sees this and runs out and tases that guy. So now we need four ambulances for one accident because people can't keep themselves, you know, well-behaved. And this is like a typical Friday night. This is like, where is the ambulance for my toe? There's a bunch of people brawling in the streets like Double Dragon. Do you understand? Like, we, it takes a second, you know? So... He's another one I've dealt with. This is, this is a guy who spitefully cut his finger off at another guy <laughs> during an argument in a park. 
Yeah. He was like, get the F out of the way. And the other guy's like, yeah, what? And he just cut his finger off at him. <laughs> Clearly, you know, so I'm not right there, but that's definitely a way to like finish an argument. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not fighting a guy who's throwing fingers at you <laughs> at any point whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> keep moving. This one is, uh, is censored. This is uh, a guy who shoved a pen in his urethra. Yeah, look, we all have hobbies. I'm not here to judge. I'm pretty sure shoving things up, there's a hobby of some sort. My quick Google search made me realize. And, you know, I think there's equipment for that. That's the thing. I think, you know, if you're going to do stuff, get the proper stuff, right? That's the wrong stuff in the front. And there's been a, what's been up a butt, you might ask? Uh, the answer is everything. Everything that you can think of has been up a butt. <laughs> things people find, things people make, things that are living, things that are not living, uh, things they order, things they didn't realize they ordered. Yeah, no, it's all been up a butt. Don't ask first responders what the most horrible thing they've dealt with is. Don't. That just brings back horrific memories. Ask them what the most interesting thing that's been up a butt has been, and they will all have a different answer. They will all, every single one, will be like, yeah, let me tell you about the guy that got a Coke can and put it inside, you know, it's weird. All right, cool, so that one. <laughs> this one is also censored. This is a lady who tried to give herself an enema and then got stuck between the toilet and the sink. <laughs> that we need to go. Um, yeah, that happens. We all have hobbies, like I said, you know, I'm not here to judge. Uh, <laughs> picking people up is actually like a big thing that we deal with. It's a huge thing. Drunks fall a lot or there's like people who are like tied to a bed or they're like, you know, for all other reasons. And, you know, you guys are tied. Uh, <laughs> I heard that laugh. No, but uh, we have people who are like, like they'll have uh, like eating issues and they'll be like morbidly obese. We had a guy who would call us because he would use his uh, bathtub as a toilet and he fell in it one day because he couldn't fit. And that's what your first responders are dealing with. That's, <laughs> you know, which is sad. It's a tragic situation. Once again, not here to judge. It's just a thing that, you know, folks are here to help. Uh, and it's a various, uh, you know, uh, plethora of issues that we deal with. So this is just a, one I drew at random. That was, what do people call 911 about? Uh, and I know every once in a while on the news, you hear like, that guy called because his hot dog order was wrong or whatever. That's like an everyday thing. That's not like a special thing. I've gotten calls because the bacon was wrong in the breakfast burrito. I've gotten calls because they charged me for a number six, but they gave me a number five. They won't give me the difference in change. I've gotten, I'm drunk and at the drive-thru and they need a car. I'm like, well, don't get in a car. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a weird thing. This, then one time I got a call from a dude who said that at night, uh, our vehicles don't need to have lights or sirens because there's not that much traffic and it wakes his sleeping baby up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that means he wants us to drive 80 with the lights off. That sounds pretty dangerous. Or if just, you know, if he's in danger, we'll be like, hey, let's take our time. This guy really specifically. His house is on fire. We don't want to wake the babies. All right. Um, we would never. We would never. <laughs> <laughs> I work with great people. Um, all right, so this one is uh, an issue. Uh, okay, so this I'll just show you the picture. So this is a guy, and the first thing he said to me was, Jesus Christ is beating up homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> 
which that's great imagery. I don't care who you are, when, without context, if that's in the Bible, Jesus Christ is beating up homeless people. I'm laughing, right? Like, that's, that's just funny imagery. But, you know, you, you talk to people and they say stuff like that, and then you realize it's like mental health issues. It's somebody who needs to be checked up on. Fortunately, uh, you know, our, our hospital in the city has the STARS van. We, we bring out mental health people to deal with people in those communities instead of certain unnamed groups. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to cause heat. No, but um, so that's the thing. It's like we deal with a lot of people who will tell you like in, in stuff that's just like ridiculous. And then you're like, all right, well, what's the real issue? What are we getting to? And the important thing is to like never second guess that, you know, because like I can't imagine how terrifying it could be to be someone who has like the government trying to kill them, you know, but to somebody who like their mind has convinced them of that versus it actually happening, you can't tell the difference. So it's always like, cool, man, I get it. You have ninjas in your house, but we're going to help you out. And you know, you figure out what you do to help people. Right. And then here's uh, an 11 year old throwing a toilet. Um, <laughs> people sometimes go, why do you call to these parents who can't get their kids to go to their school like you're the mom and it's because like, sometimes they're little crazy kids who throw toilets down the stairs they rip up the house they have behavioral problems or they have you know like serious issues um and it's it's kind of one of those things like when i would train people uh to do the job i i would look for like do you use your bias in making a decision or do you just take situations as they are because the important thing is someone's asking for help i don't care if your kid doesn't you know want to do math homework we're going to figure it out we're going to send someone hopefully they don't you know end up on the news for whatever the hell they did but <laughs> i'm going to try to help um here's a here's a guy who called us and he was like help i think i got bad bad vibes coming in through my air conditioner unit <laughs> right yeah, just a nice old man telling us that. So here's the thing. I go, I, you know, whatever, man, let's send somebody. Let's send someone to check it out. Maybe it's gas. Maybe he needs medication, whatever. We send a crew, and they go, it smells weird. Can we send fire? Fire department shows up and goes, what the hell? It smells weird. Let's get some equipment. They start, uh, they, they get a thing that reads, like, you know, how much, how much parts per poison gas is in the air or whatever. And they go, holy crap. It is coming out of the vents. They go to the apartment upstairs. The guy upstairs hated this guy so much, he had busted the gas line in his house, taped with a bunch of plumber's tape, pipes poisoning the other dude below him with the gas through the vents. Yeah, you can't second guess people. <laughs> Those bad vibes would have killed that dude had we not been like, hey, whatever, man, let's check it out. It's crazy. The world is crazier than you would ever imagine, man. That's the thing I learned doing that job. Um, this is a machete fight. <laughs> I don't know if like a song came out or a movie or something, but all these gang members met up outside a nightclub and they all had machetes and they all were fighting. And it's as bad as you think. People were calling like an hour later, like, I think I found a finger in the gutter. I don't know. Which, yeah, that's like the most fingerprint you can leave is the finger, right? Like that. <laughs> You can't go reclaim that. <laughs> Did you find a finger? You weren't machete fighting by any chance, were you? So that's crazy what people do. <laughs> uh, this one is a, this one is a, a safety tip for y'all. I want to educate y'all. If somebody is having a seizure, that's what that wavy guy means. Uh, 
you first don't steal from them. That's one we've had. The guy having a seizure, people reaching into his pockets and running away. That's a real brutal. Yeah, life is sad. Um, <laughs> the second thing is no, don't put anything into their mouths. I don't know where people got this Grey's Anatomy or whatever show told people to start reaching people into people's mouths. But don't do that. If someone is seizing, it's involuntary. So, so I know it's like, oh, they'll bite their tongue and it looks gruesome. And it's like, oh, man, that sucks. But also there's a chance if you put like a wallet in there, you'll just break their jaw or knock teeth out of their mouth because it's involuntary. So my, my point is, you know, listen to the people when you call that are trying to give you advice and, and help and stuff. Because a lot of that stuff, you know, comes from a place of, yeah, we know what's up. We have doctors that advise us. Um, cool. All right. So this is I'm about at 10 minutes now. I'm going to I'm going to wrap up. This is the last last one. Um, when I hear unreliable, uh, sometimes it's, you know, the environment you're working with is uh, unreliable as well. And, uh, you know, I'm going to get I'm going to give a crypt keeper warning. This one. Listen at your own peril. It does not end well. Uh, but so here's the here's the call. This is the this is the one I got. And it's the call everyone hates to get. We all train for this call. It's always my baby's not breathing. That's the worst one. When you dispatch ambulances, um, they're always like, route them. Always keep one in the pocket. Figure out if you get that call today. Somebody says, my baby's not breathing, where you're going to figure out where that ambulance comes from. When you do 911 call thing, they're like, usually it's going to be on a test or something. When someone says, my baby's not breathing, what are you going to do? Um, so I get that call. It's like... Two something in the morning, bars are closed, everybody's chilled out, everybody's at home. Uh, it's very quiet, and I get the call, and it says, my baby's not breathing. And I go, all right, I know how to do this. I'm a trainer. I know how to do CPR instructions on a kid. They're slightly different, but we're going to work through this. And the reason uh, this one sticks out to me a lot, uh, <laughs> partially because while I was giving instructions to give CPR to a baby, um, there's a part where you say, cover the mouth and nose and breathe breaths, end of that. And I do that, I tell them that, and the lady goes, no, in his mouth. And I was like, were they blowing in his ear? Like, what the hell is going on right now? It's very strange, right? I'm like, breathe, you know, do, do it right, in the mouth, and then I always get the, get the respirations and all that. And uh, crews get there, uh, they, they, they're like, yeah, not, not good shape. Um, and they take the kid to the hospital. And normally you don't know a lot of what happens after a call, unless it's bad. Uh, which is what happened to me. My, my supervisor calls me like an hour later, and he's like, yo, so remember that kid you took? And I was like, yeah. He's like, so they got on scene, and the baby had uh, cigarette burns and a skull fracture and broken ribs, and it was the people that were there that hadn't put him in that condition. So you're probably going to get subpoenaed and, you know, have to have to testify and stuff. And... Yeah, it's it sucks. Sometimes, you know, uh you do we can and it's it's not, you know, a reliable return on what you can get from the effort you put in. Um I have a I have a nurse friend who's a stand up comic out of Indianapolis, Gwen Uncle, she's really funny. Um uh, but she gave me advice as a nurse. She's like, you know, when we deal with people, uh they're as dead as they're gonna be. Like you didn't do anything other than try to help and, and curb. Uh, what happened. So, you know, you can't feel bad about it. Um, but you can like, you know, keep going forward and remember that for the next time that it's not it's not you, it's the situation. So uh, I just kind of wanted to give you all some insight, you know, when the news is like, hey, your first responders are unreliable and your people who help or, you know, the system's collapsing. I have a retort for that. Like there's a lot more going on than you realize. So yeah, that's all, that's all I wanted to tell you guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Thank you all so much, uh, Krista Bukley. Hell yeah. Buy her album, y'all. It's great.
Jose McCall, everybody. is produced by me, Ron Doyle, and Aaron Rollman, with help from Karen Wachtel, Jesse Witten, Scott Carney, and Sydney Crane. Our music is by Gabby Gutierrez-Reed and Kevin Matthews. Special thanks to our sponsors, Bumport Theatre Company, Illegal Pete's, Wanna Brands, and Great Divide Brewing Company. We'll be back next week with a new episode. If you're in Denver, please join us for one of our live shows, which take place on the third Wednesday of every month. Click on the link in our show notes or visit our website, thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.